Sensors podcast consumers welcome to episode 113 of go tell it to the wall podcast i'm of course your absolute favorite podcast host the one and only sean o'rourke and we've got a great show for you tonight i'm not going to waste time at the beginning here so let's just get into it with our usual social plugs that's right we always kick things off with our social plugs you can keep up with us during episodes after episodes four episodes whenever you so please and you can do that in multiple locations one of those would be twitter Head on over to Twitter and follow our official Go Tell It To The Wall account, and that would be at Tell The Wall Pod. That's right, at Tell The Wall Pod. You can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. That's right, at Magic Muppet, at Tell The Wall Pod, and at Magic Muppet. Follow both of those. Man, I'm slouching here in the chair. That's probably why my back's been a little sore. There we go. That's better. Uh, and, of course, we are currently live on Facebook right now. Facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Head on over there. Like our page. Check back often for updates. Uh, we have admins there keeping things in line as opposed to Twitter, which is really me just flying by the seat of my pants. Uh, so make sure, if nothing else, you're on the Facebook page. And, of course, YouTube. We are on YouTube. Uh, new stuff got added to YouTube this week. New stuff is being added like almost as we speak, not quite as we speak, but very soon. Uh, and actually shot some new beer reviews this week that will be going up in the next few days. So head on over to YouTube. Search Go Tell It To The Wall. Make sure you subscribe to our page. Check out all of our videos on there. Like I said, that's where you're going to find our beer reviews. Uh, you're also going to find individual playlists, which are clips from some of the shows and also just separate videos that we have done regarding certain topics. Of course, most of those are... Uh, important topics when it comes to Go Tell It To The Wall. So there's a mental health playlist. Uh, there is a parenting playlist. In addition to, like I said, the beer reviews and all the other good good clips on there. And the weekly rants uh, are also getting populated on there uh, kind of as I'm getting through all of them. So, so keep an eye out for those as well, especially if you're someone that only listens to the audio and you don't want to go and watch the entire like episodes via video or whatever it might be. You can just go and get certain clips on video and see my lovely face there instead of just listening to my lovely voice. I know. Can you tell I have a big head? It's funny because people know I don't have a big head and I say things like that and they're like, what? What do you No, That's not you. Uh, but it's my podcast, so I can say it and I'm, I'm telling it to a wall. So it's all good. Uh, and of course, uh, most importantly, all encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right. SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, head on over there. Bookmark it. Check back often. You're going to find links to all those things I just mentioned. Uh, as well as a link to our Patreon page. If you are inclined to do so and have the means, please help us out financially. Every dollar helps. Every dollar uh, keeps this studio running, keeps things running smoothly, keeps things chugging along. The more patrons we get, the more episodes uh, and, and cool stuff we can do for episodes and for individual videos and whatnot. And of course, there's all kinds of great perks for you that you can that you can get by becoming a patron, uh, up to and including your name on our official Wall Supporters Board, which is right behind me. It's funny, Facebook like updated uh, this week, and the video is actually running so much more smoothly than it has been, and I'm really happy about that. I just kind of glanced over myself, I'm like, hey, it's looking nice for once, and it doesn't usually look that nice. Uh, anyway, see, I'm just I'm already getting tangented here. It happens. Um, rant test. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Bridget is, of course, on the live feed. Uh, hashtag Rantastic. That's probably going to be a new Go Tell to the Wall hashtag there. But please, please help us out on Patre Patreon. Become a patron on Patreon, uh, and and like I said, you can pretty much get, you can get your name up on the up in the studio here. You can get mentioned during uh, episodes. You can get all kinds of great stuff. So head on over to Patreon. And if there's something on Patreon like that you don't see on Patreon, you're like, hey, I want to get in on that. Uh, shoot me a message via SeanWorkLive.com, and maybe we can add it as a perk. Maybe you can, you know, donate enough money that we just create that perk for you. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but again, SeanWorkLive.com, bookmark it, check back often. And uh, this one's also for you, Bridget. Happy three-year anniversary to Go Tell to the Wall podcast. We actually hit our official three-year anniversary uh, within the past week. I believe it's October 6th or 7th. And it's funny, I was saying to my wife last week, I was like, I think I'm coming up on technically the anniversary of episode zero, which was the very first episode ever published uh, for Go Tell It To The Wall. And I can always tell because I started the podcast, uh, gosh, well, that would be a little over a month before my daughter was born. So <laughs> my daughter's getting ready to turn three here in November. So I knew it was coming up. Uh, and sure enough, the memory passed by this week. And, it, and, and it's officially, we've officially been around for three, 
three full years uh, of doing all this madness. Uh, 113 numbered episodes and, and countless other holiday specials and Halloween specials and all that good stuff. Uh, so thank you to Bridget. Thank you to Chris. Uh, and thank you to all of you out there who have grown this podcast, who have helped by sharing it, by listening to it, by subscribing. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing to think, you know, we're really a drop in the bucket compared to a lot of these other podcasts out there. And I get it. You know, they, they have big names behind them, big guests and all this other stuff. Uh, but to, to think about that three years ago, I didn't even know what to do with this. I just sat down in a room and recorded something and called it episode zero and called it go tell it to the wall. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, five, six people listened to episode zero when it first came out. And now we do about we do close to 20,000 uh, listens, unique listens per episode, 20,000 people up to up to that many per episode. Uh, and that's really just in the first like two week run. I only track them for two weeks. So I'm sure if I went back to episode zero, I'd see much higher numbers. But I like to track them over those two weeks. And it's just amazing to me to think of that. That, that because of all of you out there that listen and share and subscribe, uh, all of you that have supported us through Patreon, uh, through our Indiegogo campaign, that you've kept this studio running for three years. We've, we've constantly improved the studio. I mean, there, when I first started this, I was, I was literally just pulling out a computer and a microphone, and we didn't have all this fancy stuff. We didn't have an extra monitor. I didn't have, you know, a nice microphone even. It was just a very basic microphone. Uh, I will say I've had these headphones since before then because I've been a DJ for a very long time, but I was never, I hadn't had my own studio uh, and, th and this is where we're sitting today, today, where we have all these wall supporters, all these all these wall fans, all these common sensors, uh, all these people that e even if they're coming on to say how terrible it is, they're still listening. They're still listening. Uh, and we're able to have awesome celebrations like the official celebration and, and share it with all of you out there that that have continued to support us uh, for three, three whole years, three whole years. It's amazing. Uh, so here's to another three, four, five, six, ten, twenty more and continuing to grow that because I enjoy doing this and many of you out there enjoy listening to this. Uh, and and it, it's been a great time for me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of you out there. Uh, all right. Moving along. Little housekeeping. No show next week. Uh, we're not missing an episode there. there we just, I always say this. We're, not, we're missing a week. Uh, I'm actually and, and I'll be honest with all of you out there. I'm going to get into a little recap of uh, last week's concert, and uh, I'm actually I'm going to a concert. I'll be, at a, I'll be at a dingy punk bar down there in Long Beach, and I'll, I'll be enjoying some Bucko 9, uh, who I actually haven't seen in like 20, God, probably 20-plus years. It's been a long time, very local San Diego band, uh, and that's why we're not recording next Thursday. But there's going to be plenty of other content coming your way, those beer reviews, all that new stuff that's coming up on uh, YouTube. So if you need to get your Go Tell to the Wall fix, your Common Sense fix, uh, do so through YouTube. Uh, next week, because we won't have an official new episode next week. All right, beer this week. I teased this one actually last week because it is October, and this is the second Oktoberfest that we're having for October. This is the Samuel Adams Oktoberfest. That's right, and I've mentioned it before. We had Sam Adams on a few episodes ago, I think, one of their loggers. Uh, they are actually technically still a craft brew. Sam Adams, even though they have huge distribution, uh, they're independently owned. They are not owned by one of the big big brewing companies. Uh, I will say, oh, nope, there it is. I was going to say they usually have the independent craft seal on their bottle, and this one actually does have it. Uh, it was just hidden on the neck there instead of on the main body of it. Uh, so keep in mind, they are still an, an, a Brewers Association certified independent craft beer. It's it's so weird to think that because they're so big. It's like Sierra Nevada. Uh, I talked about that last episode. They're, they're so big. National distribution, national ad campaigns, uh, but still technically a uh, a craft brewer. And check them out. I love some Oktoberfest uh, limited release. The Oktoberfest is always limited release, especially for the Sam Adams. I found you got to buy this in September. Uh, I haven't seen it in the past week or so around stores. So get your hands on some if you can. Uh, the Samuel Adams Oktoberfest, super super tasty. It always is. They do a great job, and it's a little different every year. But you're gonna get a similar taste. And it, it, I mean, it it is it's a Martzen. You know, as they say, a uh, traditional Martzen. And I don't see, I'm not even going to give you, no, I've got it right here. 5.3 alcohol, 5.3% alcohol by volume. But you just know you're getting a typical Oktoberfest, Samuel Adams. It's a tasty one. Uh, so check them out. If you can still get your hands on it. If you can't, you got to wait till next year. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's crazy to think that, like September, just sold out, sold out. I used to make sure to always drink. This was one of my go to's. Uh, in October, especially for the Red River rivalry, uh, which is Texas versus Oklahoma, and I, I usually have a giant barbecue uh, for that, but it's actually happening this weekend, and instead of having a giant barbecue, I'm going to go down and, and watch the Interrupters and Slightly Stupid play at Five Points Amphitheater, you know, you got it. too many things to keep to, to do it all in one day, and I prioritize going to a uh, punk ska show, so that's going to be a good time. 
All right, moving along. Let me actually, I'm going to get another sip of this Oktoberfest before we get into this. Moving along to the weekly rant for episode 113 of Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, this one, it's funny. This one came up recently, and I've talked about it a little before, but I felt the need to really talk about it again because it, it's timely and it's in the news. Uh, and that would be insensitive team names and mascots in professional sports. Uh, that's right, insensitive team names and mascots in professional sports. If you've listened to the podcast for a long time, in fact, uh, the, the very first month that we were we were a podcast that Go Tell It to the Wall exist, existed, uh, the Chicago Cubs played the Cleveland baseball team in the World Series. And I have long before that and long since then refused to use their team name when talking about the Cleveland baseball team because it is that insensitive. They aren't the only culprits of this. In fact, I will use this team name because it's not the name so much that's insensitive, but it's the things they do. The Atlanta Braves were bounced out of the MLB playoffs yesterday. They came into a little bit of controversy. Not unsurprisingly, they actually played the St. Louis Cardinals in this round of the playoffs. And one of the pitchers for the St. Louis Cardinals is actually an indigenous person. He's an indigenous person attached to a tribe. And actually, I believe it's a tribe in Florida, if I remember correctly. This is no disrespect to him. I just, there's, there's so much on my plate uh, that I couldn't get through like all of the details of exactly how he's connected. But he pitches for the St. Louis Cardinals. He brought up the fact uh, of how insensitive it is that the Atlanta Braves have this chant and they do this what they call a tomahawk chop. I'm doing finger quotes for those of you that are only listening to the audio. The tomahawk chop. And they do this throughout the game, and they're waving their hands. And I'm not doing it to be insensitive for those of you that are watching on the video. I'm just giving you an example. An example. And in fact, they embrace this. They have, oh, Kevin, good timing. They embrace this fact. They like to pretend they don't, but they embrace this to the, to the point that their Twitter account is actually called Chop Talk. It's called Chop Talk, their official Atlanta Braves Twitter account. Well, of course, because this pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals came out and, and pointed out how insensitive it is, the Braves decided they had to do something. Exactly, Kevin, racists. They decided they had to do something. And instead of saying, you know what, we're going to make our fans stop doing this, they said, we're going to reduce the tomahawk chop among our fans. Not instruct them to not do the chop, what they did was they didn't give out the foam, uh, like, tomahawk things that they give, usually at these games, and they expected that all their fans would no longer do this tomahawk chop. Well, of course, that wasn't the case. The only way that we're going to stop this with a team like the Braves, the Atlanta Braves in, in Major League Baseball, is telling your fans to stop, and then you're going to enforce it. You're going to enforce it because if you see fans start to do something insensitive like that, then they are removed from the stadium. Simple as that. And then on top of that, we got to change these names. We have the Cleveland baseball team and the Washington NFL football team with incredibly insensitive team names and mascots. Incredibly. Both of these are just straight racist. There's no way of getting around it. And these days, you cannot... You cannot claim ignorance anymore because this is known. This isn't 20, 30 years ago when it was kind of like, okay, a few people are complaining. Yeah, you know, there's, there's no claiming ignorance. And then if you want to sit back and you want to say, well, the tradition of the Washington football team, the tradition, your tradition does not go back further than the indigenous people on this continent. It simply doesn't. Professional sports teams, at the max, you're getting 100 years. And that's at the max. We're talking college teams, baseball teams, and that's not the Atlanta baseball team. They're not 100 years old. They're closer to it, but the Washington football team, not even close. The Cleveland baseball team, not even close to 100 years. Can't claim ignorance anymore. And then there's the other one. I'm not offended by it. Just because you're not offended doesn't mean it's not offensive. I've said this before on this podcast. If, one, if, if even one person is offended, we need to sit back and look at why we are offending that person. But when you're talking about an entire race of people that are offended, then it's too bad for you. That's great that you're not offended, but you're doing something offensive. You're doing something offensive. The bottom line, stop. Completely stop it. Hashtag Kevin, stop the chop. Stop the chop. And change the team name. 
See, I'll be, I'll be okay with like Braves, but but take away the indigenous people, uh, you, like the tomahawk and all this stuff. Like you want to be called the Braves, that's fine, but take out the insensitive stuff. The Washington football team and the Cleveland baseball team names got to be changed. Period. Got to be changed. That's it. Period. Uh, and in fact, it's gotten so ridiculous. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about this in entertainment news. But there were some news outlets that posted an insensitive, uh, insensitive story title. And it just said, Braves scalped. Think about that. Braves scalped. Do better. Be better. We're all capable of being better. And hopefully one day we will get to that point. We just have to be loud enough about it. And make sure that these teams do better and respect all People, period. Bottom line. That's that. All right, let's move on to some trending on social. Man. I expected that to be a much quicker rant, uh, but you can tell I'm fairly passionate about this. I I, I am. I, I have been for a long time, uh, and, and just I, I, I can't take it anymore. I can't. I'm, I'm glad the Braves lost the Atlanta baseball team. I'm glad the Cleveland baseball team lost in the World Series years ago. Uh, and I'm really glad that the Washington football team is not very good, despite the fact that I actually know their quarterback. He was uh, he played football with my cousin at the University of Texas. I do cheer for him a little bit. I just want him to do well. Uh, but that team, that organization as a whole, get it together, do better. All right, trending on social, like I said, today, 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 October 10th, 2019, I believe it's October 10th every year, is World Mental Health Day. That's right, World Mental Health Day. So, of course, there's a hashtag for this. It's hashtag World Mental Health Day. Uh, and I encourage you all out there to share it. Share it not only uh, for yourself, share it for your friends, your family, anyone you know. Uh, even if you think you don't know anyone, I always say you know somebody. You know somebody that is suffering from mental illness. Whether you're aware of it or not, you do know somebody. Everyone out there does. Unless you're a hermit and you, you know, like one person and all you do is sit in your house, then maybe there's a chance you don't. But if you live a fairly normal adult life and go to a job, and everything else, you're you're you know somebody. You just you just may not realize it. Uh, and the other important so, so share those. Uh, but the other important thing is to remember to remember. I've I've said this last year. I said it the year before. I say it every year on hashtag World Mental Health Day. Uh, it's not just one day for many people, myself included. Many people I know. Many people that listen to this podcast. Uh, it's not just one day. It's 365 days a year. So yes, use World Mental Health Day as an opportunity to share your stories, to check on your friends, to check on your family. But remember, they still need help even when World Mental Health Day is over. They still need that assistance, that encouragement, whatever it might be, that shoulder, whatever it might be. In fact, I want to share this one with you because uh, this one was really spot on. And it's funny, there's actually a book called The Tao of Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, and it's all philosophical musings uh, centered around Winnie the Pooh. It's actually pretty brilliant. I, I encourage you to check it out. If, if, if Either if you enjoy Winnie the Pooh or you enjoy philosophical writings, you know, go for it. It's, it's a good one. I actually own it. It's, it's on the bookshelf right behind me, as a matter of fact. But I wanted to share this one with you from Lucy Miller on Twitter. Uh, Today was a difficult day, said Pooh. There was a pause. Do you want to talk about it? Asked Piglet. No, said Pooh after a bit. No, I don't think so. That's okay, said Piglet, and he came and sat beside his friend. Hashtag World Mental Health Day 2019. Uh, it's a fantastic example of sometimes somebody just needs that. Sometimes people, I always say talk to people. Let people open up to you. Sometimes they don't need to open up. They don't want to open up. They're not prepared to open up yet, but sometimes they just need someone to be there. They just need someone to be there. And that's very important, too. My wife recognizes this greatly. Because I could be having a terrible day, and she'll say, do you need a hug? And sometimes I'm like, no. And my, I love my wife and my daughter more than anyone else on the face of this earth. It's very rare that, I'm, that I say it, but sometimes I'm like, no, I, I, I don't need a hug right now. But I know that she's there supporting me, whether I take that hug or not. Uh, another hashtag is floating around right now, and this one is, of course, spawned from uh, World Mental Health Day, is end the stigma. End the stigma. This is one of the biggest challenges, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it when we get into the mental health segment of episode 113. Uh, but this is this is the biggest challenge. And that's why I bring up this hashtag in addition to hashtag World Mental Health Day is encourage others by sharing Stop the Stigma. Whether you suffer or not, encourage others. Because if other people see this, then they are encouraged to open up a little more and to get that help, that assistance they need. Whether they need it or not, it, even if you don't think you need 
like a shoulder to cry on, it's good to know it's there. You know, some people don't need that shoulder, but just the thought of it, of the fact that it's there is a huge difference for a lot of people that suffer from mental illness. So keep that in mind as well, wall fans. All right, uh, we're going to get into a couple more hashtags, but I want to talk about this a little bit here. Ellen and George Bush. Ellen and George W. Bush, man. So they sat together at a Cowboys football game this past weekend. I didn't see it on television. I haven't had a chance to watch much football. I've been listening to baseball on the radio, and that's about all I got the time for. I haven't even watched a freaking hockey game yet this year. And, uh, and I, lo- I love me some Boston Bruins, man. Uh, but apparently they were sitting together in a box at, at this Cowboys game. They're in Dallas, and that's where the Cowboys play. And uh, the internet lost its mind. The internet collectively lost its mind. Even people that weren't football fans went crazy with it. And they said, well, how could she sit there next to him? And I'm not even going to unpack this, because the chan- chances are you've seen this. She even came out and had an explanation on her show, I believe, on Monday. I- I'm not trying to dissect and unpack all of that. You take, take from it what you will. However, I do want to point out the double standard. I do want to point that out to everyone because everyone lost their mind. And they're like, well, he's a war criminal and stuff. And I'm not, I'm not arguing that. I'm not debating any of that. None of that is here. I'm not saying Ellen was right, right or wrong. That's her life. She can live it. What I am saying is about everyone losing their collective minds and going crazy with this shit. Do you remember the fucking candy and Michelle Obama? Nobody cared about that. Nobody cared. They thought it was cute. They all thought it was cute. And don't sit here and say, oh, well, she's a, she's a politician. She has to play. That's even worse. So she has to? She has to do that? She has to be completely fake? Yet we all bow down at the altar of the Obamas? And I love I love Barack Obama. I love Michelle Obama. I'm not trying to talk bad about them. What I am talking bad about is the double standard. If Ellen can't sit next to George Bush at a football game, Michelle Obama shouldn't be taking a fucking piece of candy from him at a funeral. That's just my opinion. You can disagree if you want, but that, wall fans, common censors, is a double standard. Bottom line. Even if you, dis- even if you disagree, you have to see that it's a du- there's a double standard. She got no pushback from that. None. It turned into a whole big thing, and they made a cute thing out of it. Yeah, what's the difference? What is the difference? <laughs> yeah, you did, Ryan. <laughs> You did just miss the rant, uh, but yeah, you, you tuned in at a good time, that's for sure. Ryan Gonzalez, uh, of uh, half of Dad Fiction, just joined the live feed here as I'm ranting and raving. Uh, although, really, if you join the live feed, there's a good chance you're going to see some ranting and raving either way. All right. Let's move along here in uh, trending on social. Instagram following tab. They are apparently getting rid of this thing. It might be already gone on your feed. I don't spend a lot of time on Instagram. I go on there a little bit. Uh, it's, it's really, there's like two people that I pay attention to on there and then some bands and stuff like friends and then some bands and stuff. My wife uses it quite a bit, but apparently there's this following tab that's being removed and, uh, it, it's a big deal, I guess. I didn't know about this, but I'm hearing about how people, and, uh, <laughs> I'm hearing about how people like, this is like a stalking thing or whatever. And people are getting in trouble because they would see their partner was like liking a bikini photo at three in the morning or whatever. So apparently that follow tab is going away. It's more of just an FYI for you. I didn't even know it was a freaking thing. Just, I didn't, I didn't know it was a thing. Uh, hashtag power outage, hashtag power outage. That's right. If you live in California and you live in a somewhat rural area, uh, chances are you're going to have a bit of a power outage here over the next few days. We are in a red flag, serious red flag warning here in California. Santa Ana winds and dry conditions. And actually, Pacific Gas and Electric uh, shut down a, a ton of customers up in the Bay Area today because of the, the fire danger. And again, I'm not going to unpack this one because, oh man, I, like I get it. This, this is a screw up on the part of the power companies. Uh, and it's funny, when I first saw this, I was like, well, okay, calm down, people. You're going to lose power for a little while, but it's going to keep cities from burning down. And then I realized, like, no, 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 no. They're just covering their asses because they haven't been maintaining these systems. So I'm not getting into that. Uh, but I'm only bringing it up because um, we have these shutdowns as, as a fire precaution. And if if you're worried that your community could be hit by one of those shutdowns, uh, then definitely check out your, your power company website for it. I actually looked at it for, for myself. Uh, Highland Park is not really in danger of getting shut down. We are, we are a very, very urban area here. And Ryan R- Ryan knows, actually. So Eagle Rock is not getting shut down, which is Ryan Gonzalez actually went to, uh, went to college uh, a mile from my house, <laughs> funny enough. 
However, Pasadena, parts of Pasadena were in danger, Altadena, um, and uh, plenty of other areas, but those were just kind of the closest to me, and I was like, oh man, I, I do have friends that could potentially lose power over the next few days, uh, so so just keep up, keep track of that. That's something to keep track of. I'm, I'm Like I said, I'm not unpacking it. There's a lot of things wrong with that, uh, but just for your safety uh, and for the safety of your kids, pets, whatever it might be, if you have elderly neighbors, make sure you're also checking in on them to make sure that if any power outage does occur. Uh, fortunately, it, it hasn't been crazy hot, so I, I don't think that's going to to be as much of an effect as, as some things. And that's funny. The lights just flashed here. There's probably about to get a little brown out here. We'll see what happens. Uh, but again, hashtag power outage. Uh, hashtag things never said in a hospital. That's right. Hashtag things never said in a hospital. Can you tell I was looking for hashtags this week? Because this one, I'm just like, I don't really love hospitals myself, and I didn't want to... Uh, didn't really want to get into this, but if if, if if you're looking for some funny stuff, uh, we, yeah, if you're looking for some funny stuff, check that one out. Uh, I will say, I will share this one from you, uh, and this is from at Mr. Race Bannon. The food is delicious. Hashtag things never said in a hospital. Uh, yeah, no, the food's not good. That I do know for a fact. Uh, one more hashtag I'm going to leave you with, and then we're going to move on to some entertainment news is hashtag, and I don't give a fluck, fluck with an L in there. So that doesn't count as an F-bomb dropped on this episode of Fluck. Uh, check this one out. I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not going to share all these with you, but I will say there's some fun ones. Like there's a turkey attacking a motorcyclist and all this kind of stuff, and the turkey just doesn't give a fluck. And that's the way to go because it's a bird, and it just feels like it should be a bird not caring about things. Uh, so check that one out as well. All right, moving on to some entertainment news. That's right, Clerks 3. Clerks 3, I, I, I was about to be like, I announced. I didn't announce it. Uh, I informed many of you out there last week that Clerks 3 is officially a go. Kevin Smith is working on a new script, and we're, we got some more info on that, that new script that he's working on. It was actually inspired by his heart attack. That's right, by Kevin Smith's heart attack. Uh, and apparently in the plot of the script, Randall is going to be recovering from a heart attack. Uh, Randall is, for those of you not familiar with character names, he was the clerk of the video store. Uh, so he was the taller, lighter-haired one, Randall, uh, the more obnoxious one compared to Dante, who was the, the clerk of the, the quick stop. Uh, so he's going to be recovering from a heart attack, and it sounds like uh, they're going to be in the same similar set as uh, the Clerks 2 film uh, where they worked at at movies uh, which is going to be interesting because at the end of that I don't want to give spoilers so, so just close your ears for a second at the end of the clerks 2 film they they actually got the quick stop back so I'm curious to see uh, kind of what direction that's going but I'm excited about it. it's going to be classic Kevin Smith it is going to be classic Kevin Smith uh, as is this one Jay and Silent reboot Jay and Silent Bob reboot that's right uh, so this one's coming I've mentioned it before this is a reboot of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, you know it's going to be wonderfully cheesy. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was was borderline a fan film. Uh, it was it was really a film that Kevin Smith made to to pay homage to his fans and to the Jersey trilogy uh, and and the Viewisk universe and and everything that was involved in that. Uh, and I'm sure this is going to be much of the same. However, I've seen a few clips of it and and I know it's something that if you're a Kevin Smith fan, if you're a Viewisk universe fan, if you're a Jersey trilogy fan, you are going to laugh your ass off at this movie. Uh, the, the the interesting thing is it's going to have a limited release. Uh, it's going into limited theaters on October 15th and 17th. Uh, the 17th show is a double feature, so you will get Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Uh, and then the film will tour with Smith and, and Jason Mewes, with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, all around the country, and they will show the film and actually hang out and do a Q&A and all that good stuff. So, so check out their website. Uh, it's actually Fathom Events. Uh, is handling the the actual event execution. So check out Fathom Events, and you're going to find it and see if it's coming to your city. Uh, those dates I mentioned are Los Angeles dates. Uh, there there will be Los Angeles dates for the 15th and 17th. Uh, I believe there's also some other cities that, that it'll be available on the 15th and 17th. So check that out. And actually on the 15th, I believe you, if I remember correctly, you actually get a, uh, a, a movie poster. For a complimentary movie poster if you buy tickets to, to one of the screenings on the 15th. So look forward to that. I will probably not make it to theater, unfortunately. I have a almost three-year-old at home. Uh, and actually, now that I'm saying this, uh, October 17th is a Thursday, and it would be a show night, but I will be at a dingy punk bar down there in Long Beach watching Buck 09. All right, moving on. He-Man reboot. That's right. Sony has been working on a He-Man reboot for years now. 
we had word like a year ago, maybe two years ago, that it was going to come out in December 2019. Uh, well, that's not happening because that's two months away, and it's definitely we've we've heard no kind of marketing behind it, and that's just not how things work. If you're going to release a film, uh, even a small film like Jay and Silent Bob reboot, they've been promoting that for quite a while now. So we know it's not coming out in December, but we did get some more news out of Sony. It looks like. They they may be work may start working with Netflix on this. Uh, it's been in development for quite a while, as I said, and they may may work with Netflix as far as shooting it, uh, and then it will of course also premiere on Netflix. It will stream on Netflix, uh, and this again the He Man reboot. This is separate from the He Man animated series that Kevin Smith is currently working on that will be on Netflix. Uh, this is a He Man feature film reboot uh, that will likely be coming to Netflix. Uh, this is just word that we're getting out of Sony. That could, of course, change over the next month or so. Th these things are very, very, very fluid. Uh, as is this next thing. Uh, apparently, Brie Larson approached Kevin Kevin Feig, 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 I'm so bad at pronouncing his name, the head of Marvel, uh, and pitched a, a an all-female Marvel film. And then not only did she kind of pitch it to him as a joke, jokingly pitch it. And we're not talking about it like a serious pitch meeting, uh, but kind of jokingly pitch it, but she got all the other female, uh, Marvel characters, heroes, uh, the, the actresses that play those characters, uh, to actually start getting on Feig about making an all female Marvel film. This seems really interesting. Uh, Captain Marvel did fantastically in the, in the box office. Fantastically. I don't know if that's actually a word. Bridget will, Bridget will tell me later if it's not actually a word. Uh, but it did very well at the box office. So this makes sense, uh, especially when you have so many young women out there and young girls that, that are looking, watching these movies and, and finally have a, a female to look up to. I, I experience this constantly with my daughter. Uh, this is why she, she loves punk and ska music, loves it. She lo like the horns and, and ska music, forget about it. She loves punk rock. Uh, but her favorite bands that she has really gotten into are uh, the Interrupters and the Bomb Pops. And part of that is because they're female-led, and she can see females doing this. Uh, and, and so it, it's weird to think that it's still not as common as we want it to be. We kind of take that for granted, uh, especially myself being a man. Uh, you you kind of take that for granted, that they're not as common as they should be. And hopefully we will see something like this come out of Marvel. Now, of course, I guarantee that Marvel is is going to be watching closely uh, the Birds of Prey film that is coming out because that is actually an all-female DC movie that's coming out uh, led by, um, oh my gosh, Harley Quinn, but I'm just, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, and interestingly enough, I actually have, I know somebody that, that's in the film. They are not a... Not one of the main characters, but I know someone that is literally in the film. So I, I will probably watch that one and, and see if I can spot him. Uh, speaking of strong female leads, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston came out recently and said she does not like Marvel movies. She says they are diminishing the movie-going experience. That's right. Uh, and she actually says that's why she went back to television. And here's the thing. I'm not a huge fan of Marvel movies. I, I love me some Deadpool. I do enjoy... Thank you, Bridget. Margot Robbie. Uh, I do enjoy... Uh, so I do enjoy the Marvel films. I love Deadpool. It's freaking Deadpool all over here, you know. It, it, but I'm not like gung ho. I, like I need to see it, you know. I watched a, I watched parts of Avengers Endgame on YouTube. Like people put the clips up there. I'm like, eh, I saw enough of it. Uh, but I respect the fact that there is a huge demand for these films. Uh, they do billions of dollars at the box office, and so it's it's crazy. And just ignorant to sit back and say, nobody, this is diminishing the movie-going experience. Well, the movie-going experience, bottom line, is, is what people make the movie-going experience. What the, what the, it, it's give them what they want. It's what the people want. That's, that's how it's worked since the beginning of movies. That's how it's worked. You give people what they want. That's why we have 80s movies and 90s movies and, and 70s movies. You can see the difference in those genres, in those decades. So this is, as far as I'm concerned, is it, incredibly ignorant take uh, from Jennifer Aniston. She's, of course, can have her own opinion, but it's an incredibly ignorant take. And uh, I'm also pretty sure she's just jealous uh, that the Marvel movies didn't start getting made in the 90s and really popular in the 90s, so she could have been cast as, like, Sue Storm or something silly like that. Haha, <laughs> Chris is going to be proud of me for that one. Our R on our producer Chris's song is going to be like, wow, you pulled her real name out of your head. Like I was like, yeah, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Sue Storm. She is uh, the invisible woman. And watch, it's probably totally wrong. No, Chris is going to message later and be like, no, no, that's not her name. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it happens. I'm not that smart, guys. That's why I have a microphone, because I, I control the narrative so I can pretend I'm smart. 
All right, moving along. Kelly Kapowski. Oh, man. Kelly Kapowski. What is a Save by the Bell reboot without Kelly Kapowski? As far as I'm concerned, it's crap. I mean, you got to have some Kelly Kapowski in there. And that's Tiffany Thiessen is the actress who played Kelly Kapowski on the original Saved by the Bell. Uh, not the original Saved by the Bell. Not Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Right, Bridget? Uh, she wasn't on that one. She was on the, the one after uh, What's-Her-Face left. Uh, she actually did an interview recently uh, and, and pointed out that she was never approached for the Saved by the Bell reboot. Never approached at all. Uh, she's a little bit better about it than Mark Paul Gossler because she said there's no hard feelings and sh and she's actually probably going to watch the reboot. And the other thing is she's super busy. She's, she's like an author and she has a show on Netflix uh, and she's also a mother. I believe she has two children. Two children. Like, that's a lot going on. It's okay, Tiffany. Like, do your thing. You, As much as I would like to see Kelly Kapowski in, a, in any kind of reboot of Saved by the Bell, I understand you got things going on. But stay busy. Do your thing. Raise the kids. Be an author. Be an actress on other shows. You got all kinds of stuff going on. Oh, man. Oh, man. Mr. Robot. Sam Eshmael is a freaking genius. I'm going to say it right now. Uh, the, the new season, the final season, season five of Mr. Robot, just premiered this past Sunday. Sunday was the 6th. I believe that was Sunday. Um, and it delivered. It delivered. I actually watched this uh, during the afternoon yesterday. I, I, and interestingly enough, I kind of forgot that it was premiering soon because, like I said, there's so much stuff going on and all these shows are flying around. I can't keep up with things. I mean, I haven't even watched a Dark Crystal yet. I know. I haven't watched the Dark Crystal. People keep trying to start talking to me about the uh, the Dark Crystal prequel series that's on Netflix, and I'm like, because ah, they know me. They're like, but your name is Magical Muppet. And I'm like, I know. I just don't have time. It's not something my kid can watch. Uh, although we did get the golden book of the Dark Crystal, and she's been all about that. So this one kind of kind of passed by me for a couple days and, until I was like, oh, my God, Mr. Robot premiered uh, last weekend, so I made sure to watch it right away. And, and like I said, still awesome. It's fantastic. Uh, Sam Eshmael is, is, is unbelievable as, as a creator and showrunner. Uh, Rami Malek, good lord, is he's probably one of the best actors out there. And I think it is going to go down uh, as my favorite show of all time. I think it is. I said that to my wife yesterday. I was like, you know what? Because we, we don't buy a lot of DVDs in this house. Like, we just don't. Uh, I buy all Kevin Smith DVDs. We own everything Kevin Smith on, well, still DVD because I haven't, I haven't upgraded to Blu-rays on a lot of those. Uh, and, of course, Deadpool uh, but I think Mr. Robot, once they do like a complete series thing, I'm going to get that whole collector's edition and put it on a shelf, and it's going to look awesome, and I'm going to just admire it. I've got Elliot. Literally, Elliot sits on my on my uh, my desk here. He sits on the studio desk. He sits right under the monitor. Uh, keeps me in line there right next to i got Deadpool on one side and Elliot on the other. One interesting thing about this is the, the ratings were actually down. Now, I think about it, it was Sunday because that's, that's partly why the ratings were down. The ratings were down compared to uh, the last season's season premiere. But I think this is kind of, and other reasons too, twofold on this. Uh, personally, I'm a huge Mr. Robot fan, and I forgot that it was premiering this past weekend. Forgot. I, I just forgot. Now, of course, I went back and watched it, so those ratings are going to increase. You can watch it on the USA app. Uh, I don't know if there's elsewhere you can watch it, but it's definitely on the USA app. Uh, and then, of course, they used to be, it used to play on Monday nights. The The previous seasons were on Monday nights. Uh, now it is playing on Sunday nights. And even for a casual football fan, you know that there is this thing called Sunday night football. And the bottom line is, I say it all the time on here, we don't, like, I don't worry about spoiling sports because sports are meant to be watched live. So even if you're a huge Mr. Robot fan and kind of a casual football fan, you're probably going to watch Sunday night football live and then you're going to watch Mr. Robot after the fact on your DVR or through the USA app, whatever it might be. So it makes sense that the ratings were down a little bit. I think we're going to see that continuing to bump up. Uh, and then, of course, I think they're going to clean up at the Emmys. It's going to be ridiculous, and it's going to be well-deserved. Love, love, love me some Mr. Robot. Uh, Green Day, their new single. Bridget, did you hear this one yet? I forgot to ask you before I came into the studio. Green Day's new single was released Wednesday. Uh, it, I mentioned this previously, but it, it actually premiered now. Premiered uh, for Wednesday Night Hockey, uh, and it's available now. It's the uh, Aim Ready, wait, Fire Ready Aim. Fire Ready Aim is the name of the new song. It's a little, it's a shorter song from Green Day. Uh, it's pretty good. I don't know what Billy Joe's doing with his vocals, but I'll, like, I'll get behind it. I, it took me a minute on their first single that came out. So I'll, I'm, not, I'm reserving judgment for a little while. Uh, but their new single is out, so check that one out as well. Uh, and then I want to point out, I mentioned it in, in, during my rant, but it was KTVU, which is a Fox affiliate in the Bay Area. Uh, they used that terrible headline that I mentioned regarding the Atlanta baseball team uh, where it was said, Braves scalped. Braves scalped. Yeah, 
Bridget is no longer on the live feed. She's going to check out the <laughs> new Green Day song. Bridget is a huge Green Day fan. Uh, I always talk about like Blink-182 and Unwritten Law and Rancid. Uh, Bridget, her number one is by far Green Day. She will tell you that any day of the week. Uh, but KTVU, Fox affiliate there in the Bay Area, do better. There's no excuse for something as insensitive as a headline like Braves Scalped. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more. I didn't even have this in my in my run of show here. Uh, but this uh, last Saturday, had the privilege of seeing the Bomb Pops and Masked Intruder down there at Alex's Bar in Long Beach. Dingy little punk bar, but so much fun. And I'll tell you, if you are a punk fan, punk rock fan, pop punk fan, and the Bomb Pops for sure. My daughter loves the Bomb Pops. My wife actually went to the show. She doesn't usually go to these dingy punk rock shows. Uh, it's just not her scene. It, it's I go and I go with my very, very good friend, Laura, who's pretty much my sister. I just I just call her my sister because uh, we grew up in that scene. And, uh, and But she even went along because it was Bomb Pops, and they're great. Uh, but Masked Intruder especially. If you, have, if you ever get the chance to see Masked Intruder live, and even if you're a casual pop punk fan, punk rock fan, go see them. The tickets are not going to be expensive. It's going to cost you like 10, 15 bucks to see Mass Intruder. They're on tour right now. Check them out. They put on a fantastic show. My wife said the same thing and her not even being a huge punk rock fan uh, after after the fact was like, oh, my God, that was amazing. They do. They put on such a great show. It, it's not only great music, uh, but it's just it's great entertainment overall. All the little things they do, all the shticks they do and all that. So so check out Mass Intruder if you have the opportunity. Uh, and I believe tickets are still available for this Saturday down at five, down at five points amphitheater uh, there in Irvine, California. And, uh, and, and you can go check out some, some interrupters uh, and some, uh, and, and some uh, slightly stupid. There's another band playing too, but I'm, I'm mainly going for the interrupters and then slightly stupid is just a fun, happy little extra thing being a San Diego native like I am. Okay. So I think I'm going to, no, let's get in it. All right. I'm, we're going to spend a lot of time on mental health. Because it is World Mental Health Day. Uh, and I've been sitting on this, and I've actually had it kind of in the run of show a few times. Um, but I think I'm going to share it to the Facebook page. Uh, and this is an article I found a while ago, and it's 25 embarrassing parts of mental illness we don't talk about. Um, and the reason I bring this up, and I'm not going to go through this entire list because it's, it's just insane. But the interesting thing is uh, some of some of these, like being messy or not showering uh, or or overeating, it's funny how you can look at people that suffer from certain mental illnesses. Uh, like me, for example, I, I suffer from obsessive compulsive disorder and obsessive anxiety disorder. Uh, my anxiety can, can very easily turn to depression. And as much as I am very neat and organized and everything else, when it takes me over like it can at times, that's when I start to be messy. That's when the ticks start to show up like my head shake. And if you watch the live feed, I don't talk about this a lot, but if you watch the live feed, there, there's actually I actually have a tick uh, where, where it's a little head shake when I get nervous. Uh, so it, you've probably seen this on the live feed a few times. It's it's very subtle. It's hard to notice, uh, but it does happen. And and there's there's just like a little head shake uh, that I get in there. And and these are things that people go through overeating, um, and and often being embarrassed that that you're going to lose emotions in public these are these that's another thing uh, that is a constant worry for, for me myself uh, and of course fidgeting like biting nails and stuff these are all things that that we don't talk about enough because they're embarrassing uh, but that that's it it is part of it is part of what we deal with on a daily basis or what you deal with on a daily basis if if you're someone that that suffers from these things uh, and another couple things is Stomach issues, physical illness, we're going to talk about that, uh, and also isolating, isolating. This is something I'm incredibly guilty of. Uh, I isolate myself when I when I really should not. Now, you might be like, but you get on a live feed every week, and <laughs> this is very different. This is very different from isolating myself at home. I'm, I'm isolated in a studio here and kind of protected, uh, and those are just some examples of, of the embarrassing side of mental illness that a lot of people have to deal with. Uh, so keep that in mind. It's, if, if you're someone that, that does those things, that has to deal with those things, that's okay. If you're someone that knows someone uh, who, who deals with those things, let them know that it's okay as well. And in fact, like I said, f the physical effects of, of mental illness, uh, there's actually an artist graphic that came out recently, and, and it says, I wish people knew that my mental health is so physical too. Uh, and this graphic actually shows a character there, uh, and some of the symptoms that can come on when you have mental illness, uh, headaches, fatigue and exhaustion, uh, painful jaw and teeth, sensory overload, heart palpitations. I think a lot of people deal with those. Uh, 
rock solid tense shoulders. This is something I deal with constantly, constantly. Uh, upset stomach, cramps, um, sore fingers, and and night and day sweats. These are things. I'm a sweater myself as well. And I bring this up again. If you have these issues, if you suffer from these things, it's okay. If you know someone does, let them know it's okay. But keep in mind uh, that it's not all mental. It's not 100% mental. It's it's just not. It's not. And it's also good to to have someone that knows you that knows you to remind you of that. Often, like I said, with my neck, uh, I will get like just really really sore pain to the point where I can't move my neck sometimes, and it's in my shoulder and my neck. Uh, granted, I did I did hurt it uh, swimming for triathlon years ago, uh, but it's just something that's never gone away. And my wife, sometimes when I'm like, why is this so bad right now? And she will remind me, she'll say, you, you were having a rough day yesterday, you know, and, and I'll go, oh, well, yeah, that is an effect of, of my mental illness. Uh, so it's good to also have someone to remind you of that. Um, and, and kind of that it, that it's okay. And, and where that pain came from. Otherwise you could just make yourself crazy. You're like, did I lift something heavy? What did I do? You can make yourself absolutely crazy. Absolutely. Uh, another thing is is self care, self care, and and one thing I found, and these are all kinds of things. You know, if you're having sensory overload, these are things that are easy to deal with. But there's this new, there's this concept that I was unaware of, and it's called reparenting, reparenting. Uh, and let me see if I can get where is it. I have this exact quote for you here. There it is, reparenting. This was new to me. This was new to me. And I want to share this with you. This is from Mellow Doodles, uh, who puts out these doodles, and, and it's very uh, mental illness-centric and, and, and po- in a positive way. Uh, and it says, we all have an inner child, all of us. Nurturing ourselves in the way we would a child switches up the perspectives we have on ourselves. If you're incredibly hard on yourself, set high expectations, and get impatient with yourself, you might need this especially. So these are things like being loving, and patient and gentle with yourself, the way you would with a child, the way a parent does with their child. There's also times where you might need some discipline. So you have two sides of it. The way you discipline a child, you might need to discipline yourself. You know, you might need to tell yourself, and there's always, I always say, there's no snap out of it. But sometimes you got to tell yourself snap out of it. I, I, when I was in high school, I had, a, I had a priest friend, a very close friend of mine, as much as I'm not religious now, I, I, I valued his his uh, his insight over over the years through middle school and high school. And I was having a rough time in high school at one point, and, and, and he, he sat me down and he said, you know what, sometimes you just, and it's a priest saying this to me, sometimes you just got to sit down and you got to say, shit, what am I upset about? And I often think, it's hard, it's hard to think of that, but I often think about that. And I do it to myself sometimes. I sit down and say, shit, what, what is this? What am I worried about? Can I control it? And if I can't control it, what parts can I control? What can I do to change this feeling? That's reparenting. That's reparenting. And really just self-care. Self-care. Because remember that the little things can be difficult. The isolation, everything else. It's self, self-care. self Take care of yourself. You know, read, listen, rest. Have a hobby. Hobbies are a great thing. Yell at a wall for an hour a week. That's what I do. Rant and rave for an hour a week. It could do wonders for your mental health. Uh, More mental health stuff. Diet and mental health. There's a new study that found positive effects with a healthy diet. They they did a they had uh, test subjects. Now (laughs) they had people come in and they changed up their diet and they actually uh, found that a healthier diet uh, can have a positive effect on your mental health and your mental illness. Uh, we've known this for a while. This is really just more evidence to, to that fact. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm also, I'm terrible about this. I am, I am terrible. I have a terrible sweet tooth. Uh, sometimes I very much just need comfort food. I eat fast food and tell everyone out there, I think I've said it before. I eat Jack in the Box for, for lunch every Friday. I get up in the morning, I do some work on, on the podcast and the channel. Uh, and then while my kid is playing, then I play with my kid. We go for a walk. We go to the park. I put her down for a nap. I order my Jack in the Box. I uh, get DoorDash, bringing it to the door, and then I and then I work on getting everything published because that is my comfort food. I, just, I need that comfort food. It, it's part of my routine on Fridays. So I, I this is me being a little hypocritical, uh, but that healthy diet is going to help your your mental health and your mental state of mind. 
Uh, but I will say my wife is great about this. She actually fills me with vitamins. She, I have a little vitamin thingy, like holder thingy. She fills it once a week, uh, and she actually puts stuff in there that, that helps vitamin stuff, natural stuff that, that helps, uh, helps me from a mental health perspective. So it, it, even if you can't go to the fully healthy lifestyle, uh, also look at that. There's probiotics and there's all kinds of stuff out there because there's so many, so much evidence to gut health being, um, being attached to mental illness and, and having effect on mental illness. So, so, so keep that in mind. And again, that new study is just kind of further further evidence that we already knew. Uh, Kristen Bell. God, I love Chris. I love some Kristen Bell. What is happening here? Sorry, I lost my lost my way there for a minute. Kristen Bell is finally opening up about her mental health. I say finally. I don't know if she's been open before, but it, it it's come up recently that she's being open about it. Um, and I want to give you this quote. Uh, she was asked. There's a cover story for Women's Health that she did, uh, and and she she talked about whether she hesitated to come forward publicly about the condition she has struggled with from a young age. And this is, I quote from Kristen Bell, yes, for the f- first 10 minutes. I realized that this is the, sh- the shame that prevents people from talking about it. I immediate, immediately felt irresponsible because I do care about depression not being taboo, yet I present this bubbly, outgoing girl who seemingly gets through life with a smile on her face and I'd never discussed that some days I don't, end quote. That is hashtag stop the stigma. And I'm glad to see that people like Kristen Bell, people with a lot more clout than myself, a lot bigger fan base, uh, are able to come to those terms. And it's great. She hesitated for 10 minutes, and I get that. Everyone's had that hesitation. Jesus Christ, I've had that hesitation so many times uh, in my life. I, I just, I do. I do. Uh, and it, it's apparently she actually has a serotonin imbalance, which makes her more prone to anxiety and depression. It's literally a chemical uh, imbalance with her, which I think a lot of people that suffer from anxiety and depression uh, ha- have that at least to an extent. Um, but yeah, it, it's tough to open up at times. And in fact, I was reading, looked at another article. Uh, there was someone talking about their, how they finally opened up about their mental illness to their their family and the difference that that made. Uh, being able to get that support, being able to get that support, you have support out there. You have friends and family that want to support you, whether you have been open with them or not, you know, choose which ones to be open with at first, but you have them out there and it's tough. God, I know it's tough. I kept it such a secret. I've dealt with this my entire life, my entire life. I didn't start being open about it until my early thirties. My early 30s. Now, I would, and and people knew when I was in my late teens and, and 20s, it's when I finally started telling people, but I was never open about it. Now I'm open about it. Now, you think I'm less of a person? I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think because there's no shame. There's no shame whatsoever. So good on you, Kristen Bell, and thank you. Uh, and of course, make sure you open up as well because there's support out there for you. Uh, this one is kind of straddling the line of parenting, and we are getting short on time. Probably not going to get too much tech this week. Uh, being open with kids about mental illness. There's an organization called Safe Foundation, uh, and this has been a question. You, you know, just a lot of people ask this. Do you be open? And, and this organization, Safe Foundation, says, yes, you should be open with your children at an appropriate age, of course, not giving them all the details, but be open with them that you struggle with something. Uh, and, and I was kind of like, okay, like, I think it's good to be open with your kids, but they brought up a point that I'd really never thought of when it comes to mental health and mental illness and parenting. And that would be the fact that if you're open with your kids, at least to an extent, they are never going to think it's their fault. Let's say you go to counseling, you know, on a weekly basis and you're, you're just not there or you have to go spend time alone because you're having a rough day. You don't want your children thinking it's their fault. You never, ever, ever, ever want that. That's why it's important to be open with them at the right age and sharing the right amount of information. You know, you don't need to tell them like, you know, daddy was on the toilet all day today because I'm, I was having terrible anxiety and my stomach was in knots. No, you don't need to give them all those details, but be open with your kids to an extent. All right. I want to go through a couple of these, uh, this parenting stuff because we're running out of time. I knew this was going to happen because World Mental Health Day. Uh, Sesame Street is in- introducing a new Muppet. Uh, it's a Muppet named Carly whose mother has an opioid addiction. It's funny. I saw this and I was like, okay, it makes sense. Uh, but they actually had the statistic. There are 5.7 million children under the age of 11 uh, who live with a parent 
who who suffers from substance abuse. 5.7 million children under the age of 11. And we're not talking that stuff you see on cops where you're like, well, the crackheads and all this other stuff. Opioid addiction. There are plenty of, of affluent communities that have, have problems with this. So keep that in mind, and that's why uh, good on you. As always, Sesame Street, good on you. Uh, the, the uh, uh, I'm blanking on it, the Henson creature thingy where they make the Muppets. Uh, glad to see it. YouTube star Blippy. Apparently there's a YouTube star Blippy uh, who is a is very popular among the kids. He's got a, a national tour coming up. Uh, but Blippy will not actually be going on this tour. He's training a double to do it. Uh, so be warned, parents, that if you go on, pay a bunch of money to go to this Blippy tour, you're not actually going to see the Blippy. You're going to see a Blippy stand-in, whatever the hell Blippy is. Uh, but more importantly, let's just... Get the kids off YouTube. They don't need to be on YouTube. I'm going to save that. Save that one. All right, let's get into some tech news. I'm going to run through this tech so quick. It's going to be like Micro Machines guy or auction guy. And I'm being very slow, not getting fast into this, so kind of defeating the purpose. Uh, tech news, Amazon choice sellers and bribes. Amazon has recently come under fire uh, for terrible products from, if you've, you've everyone uses Amazon, you see this, Amazon's choice. And you're like, I'm going to click that one because it's Amazon's choice. Uh, we're finding that some of these products under Amazon's choice are really not that great. And it's because those sellers are actually bribing buyers by offering them gift cards and all these other things. And they'll say, they'll put a little note in the package and they'll say, give us a five-star review and we'll send you a $20 gift card. And that then pushes them into this Amazon's choice category. And of course, that is not the way it should work. Uh, so we're going to follow this one and see what Amazon can do about that. It is against their policy to, to bribe people and offer incentives like that. So hopefully they're going to start cracking down. I learned that a while ago. I stopped clicking on Amazon's choice stuff unless it was something silly. I think my clear backpack might have been an Amazon's Choice product. I don't know. But I, it's like electronic. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I, that, that's bullshit. I actually go and read the real reviews and stuff. And that's the thing with this Amazon Choice stuff. It'll, it'll be like a verified buyer, but they're straight up lying. Uh, drunk, riders, drunk scooter riders in Germany. Uh, recently, 254 people lost their driver's license because they were driving scooters while drunk in Germany. And you know that Oktoberfest madness is going on. So, of course. Uh, but seriously, duh, people, you can't ride around on a scooter drunk. Your license is attached to it. You technically can't ride a bicycle drunk. It's illegal. Can't ride a bicycle on the streets drunk. It is illegal. Keep that in mind. Technically can't walk around drunk in public. You, but that one you have a little chance, a little better chance of getting away with. Uh, recently, Google did an update to their, their home devices. You can now move music with Google. Uh, so if you're listening to something on a, a, a Google Home speaker in your living room, you can then tell it to play it in your bedroom, and it will transfer that music over to the bedroom. Weirdly, you would think that was something that would have been uh, around for a long time, but it is very, very recent, and I will be taking advantage of it myself. Uh, and again, and also for those of you that enjoy listening to music, Amazon Music is now on Apple TV. Uh, so if you want to want to uh, listen to Amazon Music, you can do that through Apple TV now. Oh, two more of these, actually. Uh, Windows PC and phone calls. Uh, Windows PCs can now, updated Windows PCs can now answer Android calls on your actual machine. I will probably test this out later tonight or tomorrow morning just to see how it works. And Google Camera Focus, there's an update coming for the Google cameras, and it's going to focus on people you often photograph. So it's going to, it's going to kind of zero in on the people that it recognizes that you are constantly photographing, and you might see, you might think that's a little creepy. And honestly, I think it's a little creepy, but I also think it's really awesome. Uh, as the parent of an almost three-year-old who is constantly taking pictures of my daughter, now it's really like I'm just going to like hold the, just start clicking, and it's going to be like do 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 do, focusing on on my beautiful little three-year-old there. So it's it's great for parents. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for tech news. I do have one more thing I'm going to leave you with. Uh, this has been, again, thank you to all of you. Uh, this we, we, we hit our three-year anniversary. Uh, but I will leave you with this. These are Nike Jesus shoes. That's right, Nike Jesus shoes. Uh, there's a designer out of New York that came up with these. They took some existing Nike shoes that have like the air bubbles on the bottom and they redesigned them and put holy waters in the soles and they are selling for $4,000. You can own uh, shoes with holy water in the soles for $4,000. Here's the thing. I don't care if you're religious. I don't care what you believe or anything else. The bottom line is common sense says that Jesus would not have wanted you to buy $4,000 sneakers. He would have said maybe buy those $40 sneakers and give the rest of the money to someone that can't eat. It's ridiculous, this stuff. Like that righteous gemstones that still haven't had a chance to watch. It's ridiculous. 
Jesus doesn't Jesus doesn't want you wearing four thousand dollar fucking sneakers. I don't care what you believe. If you believe that Jesus wants you wearing four thousand dollar sneakers, you you don't know the right Jesus. You need to go find Jesus. You need to understand Jesus. I don't need to go find Jesus. I know that he doesn't want me wearing $4,000 fucking sneakers because that's a waste of money. Kids starving. $4,000 sneakers because it got some stupid holy water in it. Yeah, I said stupid holy water. Hashtag Christ, everybody. That's right. Remember, hashtag Christ. On that note, wall fans, thank you again for supporting us over the last three years. Uh, no show next week. We're going to have a wonky schedule for October because of holidays and concerts and all this other stuff. I'll keep everyone updated. Uh, so make sure you are checking back on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. And of course, you can keep updated on Twitter at tell the wall pod and at magic Muppet uh, and YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. All of the live feeds, all of the beer reviews, all that good stuff goes up on YouTube. So head on over to YouTube and search go tell to the wall. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our channel. Most importantly, and all-inclusive of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Make sure you bookmark that one, check back often. Stuff you're not going to find anywhere else, blog posts, photos, all kinds of good stuff. And a link to our Patreon. Please support us financially. If you're able to do so, do, so, do it through Patreon, uh, and it helps to keep this studio running, everything running smoothly. It'll keep us going for another three years, another 30 years, another 100 episodes, another 300 episodes, however long we can actually go. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you out there. Thank you to Bridget and Chris Hassong for everything they do for our podcast. Uh, thank you to everyone else that works tirelessly and unpaid behind the scenes to keep all of this mo moving smoothly. Three three years and, and growth of, of 20,000 listeners per episode uh, is pretty good in my book. Pretty good in my book. Uh, on that note, Wall fans, this has been episode 113 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, social media world, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>